Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I, Allison, where do you, you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. <laughs> A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts and, of dirty stuff, yeah. but also parenting stuff. Yeah. So check out Childish new episodes every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. Everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my office, not my studio, my office in the house, and I'll explain why with my husband Daniel. Hello, and welcome. Hi, so this is a Monday show. But Daniel, who is regularly on the Thursday show, hasn't been able to be on the Thursday show because he's had to watch the kids while I'm recording. Mm-hmm. And we before, while we still had a nanny at the very beginning of all this, um, we recorded a Thursday show, just the two of us, because I was hesitant to do remotes at that point, And we didn't yet realize that that was going to be the new normal. And people loved that episode so much. And I loved that episode too, that, um, I and listeners have been missing having you on the show. So I'm like, let's just have you on the show and we'll make it a Monday show. And once again, I've solicited calls and I might let you speak or I might just eat up all the airtime with myself. Hello. Well, I feel like it's an excellent decision you've made. I feel like a comedian being invited to the couch by Johnny Carson. <laughs> like I get to be on the Monday show now. It's very right. exciting. Your first appearance on my show was on a Monday show. With great reluctance. That's right. It was shortly before we got married, right? And it seemed time. I think everyone knows, but I want to remind them that when you and I first started dating, you let me know really early on that you're not the kind of person who's ever going to want to be interviewed and ever going to want to like do this stuff I do like in the public eye. So just, just, uh, don't even think about it, lady. You tame this wild stallion, honey. (laughs) Is that what that was? That was Mm -hmm. because you were such, I didn't interpret, I took it at the time. At the time, I interpreted it as you were like very private and sort of um, self-conscious. I didn't Mm -hmm. realize it was because you were a wild stallion. No interviewer could ride me. (laughs) I just buck them right off. (laughs) Had they tried? Oh, yeah. They would would run up to me on the street with their microphone. (laughs) And they'd ask me a question. I'd just tell them to beat it. Right. But But then, no, I I, I put a saddle on that horse. Yeah. And a... um, bit in that mouth and stirrups on attached to that saddle i'm trying to think of all the horse things i remember by the way uh, it's echoing here right even though there's more like soft padded stuff in here yeah, that would make it for i thought maybe make, it was just my my headphones does it sound echoey to you too tiny bit what is it bouncing off of it's just there's nothing on the walls to 
absorb the sound. But we had done shows in here at the very beginning, and it didn't sound particularly echoey. I don't know. Well. Just get real, real close to the mic like this. Okay. Don't let, you, don't let your voice bounce off the walls. That won't be annoying. Have you noticed that yes. with Elliot, if you ever, like if I'm doing, um, if he and I are on a FaceTime call with someone, mm-hmm. and I'm like, tell her, pa 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 pa. Then he'll go, pa, pa, pa. You know, yeah. so he whispers it. He doesn't, he does not understand the idea of uh, whispering. Like, <laughs> but you're whispering something for him not to whisper? Yes. Yeah. No, that I'm, yes, exactly. He doesn't, he's, he's not yet old enough to be conspiratorial. Yeah. Anyway, Q monster. That me. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, boy. I mean, hey, I don't know about everyone else, but this is a blast. <laughs> no, really. It's tough. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, you know, okay, I don't want to spend the time complaining because people do, I know, have it a lot fucking worse. But I'm just going to say. also, I think, because they've, to- um, listen to my chair make noise, <laughs> um, they've told me a little bit, they, uh, well, no one said it so specifically, but I do think that they tune in to for an, a little bit of an escape. So we'll give you just yeah. a tiny, hey, just a tiny bit of an escape. I'm going I'm to spin this in a positive direction. All right. I don't know if I will, but um, I, it's been tough having kids. That's all. It's like you know, uh, having to work a full time job and no childcare. It's like, it's tough, you know, and three years old is a tough age. He's like going through a a developmental stage right now that's been a challenge. So it's been a challenge. He's very needy. Yeah. He needs your attention all the time. Yeah. Although I'll say that I think in the last couple days, uh, it's been a little better. And I don't know if it's because we're getting used to the routine or if like... A couple days ago, I started to think about it like what – not not so explicitly, but like what do they do at preschool and then kind of approached it like that. So we did like – I know he likes to move his body and do mm-hmm. like animal – like and so we did dance party. Wait, Part- what kind of animal stuff does he do? Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing. I don't know if they actually do that, but like, well, you know, he'll do the trunk of the elephant. He, oh, like he'll like to pretend to be animals. Yeah, he's just like physical. He likes mm-hmm. to, I think most little kids are. Do you feel like as a three-year-old, he's more physical than cerebral? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and um, so, but, and part of this was strategy because he had been taking naps He'd gotten into a little routine of taking mm, like, like a two-hour nap s- around like from five to seven, which is yeah. or like or six is the worst. Is the worst right. time which means he doesn't he, nap at all anymore. Right, which means that basically he's not going to bed till eleven, mm-hmm. and you know be- bedtime lasts three hours, and just because he just is so wide awake. So it's been like okay, I can't let him fall asleep. So he, you know, a couple of days ago he was like falling asleep, and so I'm like. Time for a dance party. And he was psyched because he loves to dance. So, you know, we, we turned on some dance party videos and we had a dance party for like a half hour. And by the way, uh, it was like the most exercise I've had. <laughs> I probably, honestly, like probably three years. Uh, I'm still sore. And, uh, but we, we had a blast, worked up a sweat. He enjoyed it. And, um, 
it kind of is like it's kind of like anything in life honestly it's kind of like anything in life where it's like it sucks when you are not committed to it like if there's something you have to do but you'd rather be doing something else it's gonna suck but whatever the thing is i've talked about this before whatever that thing is no matter how much it it may be difficult. Is this the quants me- Is this one of the quants? Yeah, methods? this is this is the quants method, okay. which is how to be happy. Uh, whatever is, thing you're doing, whatever chore, whatever like job, whatever, like if you ca- if you have to do it. <laughs> sorry, I was <laughs> fidgeting, and then the fidget police came. I uh, Jeff Fox is not here, but his spirit lives on. <laughs> it lives inside of me. I watch people do, I watch people uh, upload these things on Instagram, like um, audiograms and whatnot, where they're fucking manhandling the microphone. Yeah, and it's like, annoying. It drives me nuts. But I wasn't doing the microphone. No, but every time you were touching the table, it was rocking. Like this? Ah! Okay, Stop sorry. it. Sorry, sorry. Uh, anyway, whatever thing you're doing, if you, can't, if you can't do something else, then decide you to, in, to like... Embrace. Embrace it. Like just... Just say like okay, uh, if and sometimes it's impossible. I mean, fucking hell. Like I I know this is true, and I still can't do it mm-hmm. most of the time. But once I was able to just go like, because oh, because what was so hard was, and I'll and I'll get off of this was just like I have a ton of work to do. I'm still like you know, especially my job where it, yeah. it, it's like if there's one part of that. What is that line from The Sopranos I keep quoting, which is like. Um, Tony Soprano asked Silvio, uh, uh, what, what is hurting a, in a recession or what's good? And he goes, certain parts of the entertainment industry and our thing. And <laughs> I'm like certain parts of the entertainment industry. Yeah. By the way, that was a fucking kick ass Silvio impression. I didn't, for a second, you I didn't know where was, you went. I know you thought I played a drop. <laughs> uh, and so certain parts of the entertainment industry are streaming. And so we've been like very, very busy. So, but I have to like divide that up with childcare. And so whenever I'm like during the day with the kids, I'm thinking, oh, I have all these other. So it's been a, it's been a discipline to say like, okay, now I'm doing this. And the other thing, I'm not going to think about it. And then when I'm doing that, I'm like, I'm not going to think about the other thing. And it's this weird like thing that I'm training my brain to do, but it's made it better. I think that that is mindfulness. Yeah, I guess so, right? Like you're just being in the moment, you know? That's inspirational and wonderful and beautiful. And um, I had a thought earlier and I wanted to get your input on it. Do it. It's also beautiful and deep and wonderful. (sighs) Have you ever had a snack on the toilet? Or eaten something while on the toilet? Um... I mean, I'm a, I'm sure it's happened, you, uh, but I'm I'm one of those people that doesn't even like to bring their drink into the bathroom to take a piss if I'm at a bar or something like, or if I'm at a party. Okay. So you like to keep your food out of your toilet? I, I just mean, have a thing about molecules. Right. All right. But because ha- see, I remember years ago, and I may have mentioned this before. It was a formative experience. I remember years ago, I had a bite of something in my mouth, and I like sat down on the toilet and I was like, oh, this doesn't mix. Like, I'm very, very uncomfortable with the fact that I'm ingesting and 
excreting. You're, it's like a zero sum activity. Yes. You like the the ledger to be zero. I was binary at that point. Yeah. Um, but then at some point something flipped and like I had this thought on the toilet with string cheese in my mouth while peeing and I thought I am a okay with this and I don't know like I want to think no I, I don't think I want to I think I just I think is it childbirth it's something about having a baby and I'm not trying to be like I'm a magical person who had a baby now because people who haven't had babies can also reach the level of enlightenment where they can enjoy a snack on the toilet as well. But something about having a baby just, I don't know, like there's something so um, no, I get overwhelmingly gross in a body way about it that it's like, Oh, it, uh, anything goes at this point. Go ahead. Or, or maybe it's just, um, your relationship to the lower part of your body has changed. And not so much because it's gross, but because it's like, you know, before it's like, it's all one thing. So if I'm eating, it's like somehow connected to the peeing or the yeah. pooping. But now it's just like, you could walk around town, whatever's happening down there, whatever. Cause I'm, I'm up here. Like I've divorced mm. myself from the business down there a little bit. Maybe. I mean, I was oh, sort no, of... that's what it is. I was also, I I was also thinking All about... about yeah. I mean, when you're, in, when you're in labor and you're in the hospital, there's people in and out of your room and of your, your lower part of your body. Like, they're just doing their own thing. And you're... Yeah, you are kind of divorced. You have to it. just say, like, that's happening there and I'm up here. Right. Like, there's no modesty anymore. Yeah. But anyway, what would be the absolute most difficult or worst thing to eat while on the toilet? Because I have an answer. What are you doing on the toilet? It doesn't matter. Anything. Well, it you, does you matter. Could, for my story, it doesn't matter. You, you could be doing anything. Well, if I'm pooping, I don't want to eat chili. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's just too... St- how do I know that I'm still eating chili at a certain point? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just too close. It's like <laughs> a food that camouflages right. with the thing that you're... I see. Um... So, yeah. So if I'm, yeah, I don't want to, wait, what was the question? What so don't I want to eat? So this is what we're looking for. What is the worst food to eat on the toilet? And it's not about what you're doing on the toilet. It's just sort of, you're in the act of being on the toilet, of going Fondue. to the bathroom. <laughs> I think it would be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Or Korean barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it <laughs> with hibachi? Well, yeah, like I just don't want to have to wheel the kibachi into the bathroom. <laughs> yes, shabu could, shabu. I'm, I'm naked down there. I could burn <laughs> something delicate. It's just not, it's not ideal. Okay. I was going to go with the worst food to eat on the toilet is oysters on a half shell. Why? Because it so involves your hands. Like I, and this is where I actually disagree with you a little bit about fondue because I think that you if can you keep have it away utensils, from your yeah. If you have utensils, but honey, then you're honey, okay. Yeah. When I'm on the toilet, mm-hmm. my hands are also away from that business. <laughs> like my hands are not like in the toilet. Well, I know. Yeah, but so I'm just, the hands are clean. But there's something about oysters on the half shell. The whole like you got to like squirt the lemon onto it, and then yeah. you know, yeah. it, like you got a shell in your mouth, in your hand, yeah. and then just that that mucusoid oyster slipping down your throat that just doesn't jibe with toilet to me. <laughs> well, 
yeah i mean look pretty much anything on the toilet's bad so yeah. yes that would be bad yeah all right anything else <laughs> uh <laughs> nope that's it that's all that's all i had i do think us making a, even a little bit of a schedule the last couple of days has helped we've um yeah i mean like peeling back the curtain a little it's been difficult for both of us to figure out how this works yeah because you know if i'm working that then you're shouldering the burden and vice versa and if you have like a ton of things to do that day you know then then it's a burden on me right you know and and that's what's been happening with us it's been like i'll have a day with two or three shows and then i can't do work and right then work has their expectations there have yeah. been a few nights when i've had to stay up to like 3 a.m to get work done and so it's it's been and then you have to get up early so it's or it'll be you have a super intense few set of days because of work and so then i'm watching so by the time we sh- it has been by the time we switch each of us has like hit a limit yeah. and also somehow we've been doing it where like the only breaks we get are to do work. Yeah. It was like probably a good week and a half or two weeks where every day it was not enough sleep. And then every waking minute was either work or Mm -hmm. childcare. So there has been, I mean, I I have to say, I feel like you and I are doing pretty well um, in terms of how, in terms of how we're running the family and how we're getting along with each other. I want to be clear. Like it's been, I'm expressing what I'm going through. I'm fully aware. And I think a lot about what other people are going through and I'm and well aware of how good we have it. Well, that's why when I put, I solicited calls and by the way, the phone number to call into the show is three, two, three, five, five, three, two, three, three, one. It's just a, uh, voicemail. I will never answer. Well, I'll give you warning if I'm going to answer. Um, it's where you can just leave a voicemail. But I specifically said I would like to hear from people who live alone or for, who are in hard living situations, although all are welcome, because I keep thinking about what it's like for people who are alone. Um, but I don't even mean I feel like we're doing pretty well compared to other people. Although, yes, I have to say, like, we, I, I'm, I, as much as my mood is shitty, I recognize that we are very fortunate and I feel grateful for a number of things. Um, one of the things I feel really grateful for, um, and my heart goes out to people who are not in this situation. I'm grateful that we had our babies before this happened. Um, because people who are, I think at any point in the fertility journey or IVF journey, um, everything is like put on ice and imagine being and the and the disappointment they would feel and the money and the they've fear. spent and then the fear of like the clock ticking yeah um but no what, what i was going to say is i feel like we're doing pretty well in terms of how we're relating to each other but there has been tension there have been there has yeah, but been the tensions, a, go ahead like right now <laughs> what were we going to say no the tension's been about what we were just talking about though yeah. primarily which is just like you know, scheduling scheduling and hitting not communicate and not communicate i think anytime we have conflict is because we haven't communicated well enough right and it's because someone has made an assumption about what the other person is feeling or thinking yeah yeah you know what they say about making assumptions it they're worse than eating oysters while going poop Poop, poop, which which do i say i it, don't say either it makes an umption out of you and ass mm. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much been it, actually. And uh, so, no, I mean, I was thinking today, what would be the ideal situation? Besides being like a rich celebrity with, I mean, a, with a huge mansion in, in Montecito. You have let me know a number of times that your dream would be to be a single person who gets to play video games all day. Well, so I was thinking about that. Is that ideal? Okay. Now, in, on some level, it's ideal because it's all I want to do, which is all I want out of life is to be able to like not have anything to worry about. Mm. That's what I think I want. It's so interesting. Once again, chair noise. It's so interesting that you say this, and yet you chose a life with a lot of responsibility. Uh, well... That's a, are you are you working on getting out of that? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like the the part of the family part I chose. Yeah, that's what the, I'm saying. Yeah, the work part I didn't have a choice in. But the to. family part is is a lot of the responsibility. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, no, I don't. I get. Yeah, I don't, that's actually good. Well, I don't sidetrack me. Sorry, I'm just so the point sit I'm trying to make is the point I'm trying to make is this. Shut up. I think <laughs> on on a very very surface level, I go, oh man, wouldn't that be great to just be able to like play video games all day long and not worry about anything. But the reality of that, because I have been at that point in my life, is that while it's there is something about it that's obviously enjoyable, at the end of that day, you feel pretty shitty. It's not really. So I don't think that that's actually what I want. And, and I was thinking today, what is the ideal situation? And the ideal situation is, I think, that is the quarantine situation, right? Would be to, You mean the ideal quarantine? The ideal situation. quarantine situation yeah. would be, I think, to uh, be in a really good relationship with someone you, whose company you really enjoy, no children, and that other person is a world-class chef. <laughs> and or and or a masseuse enthusiast. <laughs> Okay, that would be ideal. Or in my case, like someone who w- likes doing any chore. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any. Oh, I like making the bed, and I don't even mean putting the sheets on and and, and that. I, I just will, mean I like straightening up. I the get bed. Up, I get out of bed. <laughs> I will go take a piss. Like, but for the briefest of moments, I come back. The bed's completely made. It is like. <laughs> No time at all, and that is the one thing. It's like the, everything else can be a disaster, a disa- like, and it is. Yeah, just shit everywhere, <laughs> fucking clutter that she's complaining about. Like she's not even happy with it. Like <laughs> filthy everything. It's not always. It's like, sometimes. It's actually okay right now. I would say, but it's just it's like f- just a mess. not filthy. Filthy suggests like unsanitary. It's not filthy. It's just cluttered and messy. Clutter everywhere. But that fucking bed. It's like <laughs> it's like if that if it's like your mind has. If you were to make a map of you, the reality that as you perceive it, it's just like a bed. Remember that <laughs> a bed you, a bed and a refrigerator. No, no, you remember that New Yorker cover where it was like America from the eyes of a New York person who lives in New York, and it was mm-hmm. like. New York City, and then it was just like everywhere, the, else. and then it was just like nothing. Yeah, for you, you would be just like the bed, and then just like small level, like maybe the the island in the kitchen, you know, and then it just everything like it just fades away. There are times where you get up and I make the bed, and you're like, 
actually, you don't even say anything. You just get back into bed. And I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> and also sometimes, have you noticed that I make my side of the bed even when you're in it? Yeah. And I want to make your side of the bed with you in it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you, I mean, you can straighten the cover. I do. I like a made bed too. I like a made other things, but whatever. You know, look, we're doing a pretty good job. Like all things considered, I, we I think it's starting to find a, a rhythm, mm-hmm. and yeah, the scheduling and the kids. So, yeah, yeah, we um, just made a list, or I I made a list on this whiteboard that we have on the refrigerator. So not we have two full whiteboards that I would yeah, like I to get to. in rotation, yeah, but they're so big. Um, so we just have this little board and we just wrote down like Elliot breakfast, Owen breakfast, mm-hmm. Owen nap, mm-hmm. Elliot lunch, Owen lunch, Owen second nap, Elliot's like just in little, little, little box next to them. Yeah. Nothing for us. Um, but just even just doing that gave me a little bit more of a feeling. And also we scheduled like, okay, I'm going to take them from eight to 1230 and then you're going to take them from 1230 to whenever. <laughs> To four thirty the next day, yeah, it's just fair stuff like that. The other thing that makes it easier is um, something I found in life where it's like anything that's a drag, like any chore or job, or whatever, is always hardest at the beginning, mm. and then after you've done it, like my commute, like I have a fucking shitty commute, right? Had, yeah, had. Uh, but after you've done it for a couple weeks stops becoming that big a deal because you're you're just used to doing it so much that it's not painful well, when anymore. the novelty I, and i think you don't have to concentrate on it you can sort of float away a little bit yeah and so like with the childcare thing it's there's a little bit of a like okay we, we're in this routine we've done it so long now that it's like it's not as painful. Well, honestly, and it, I, it's gross to admit this, and it's like something that I feel embarrassed about, but there was a learning curve because under normal circumstances, we have a nanny. So we have help. A team of so, nannies. So <laughs> round the clock, nanny yeah. care. Yeah. Um, so we- I would just high five Elliot in the morning. That's all I would yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I will see you when you're 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, a bit of just learning how to actually do this. If that seems, I hate saying that. I almost want to cut that out, but I'm going to leave it in because the reality of working, when you have two working people, you have to have some kind of childcare. Well, we chose that route instead of daycare. Yeah. Um, it's about the same um, cost-wise. I mean, it's just, it's each has its own pluses and minuses. That's just the route we, we decided to go down. Um, sometimes I wonder if it was the right one, but it's working out all right. I think daycares are still open right now. Although, but people aren't sending their kids. A lot of people, unless they absolutely need to. Um, Daniel. Yeah. I believe, because I found it in my phone, that mm-hmm. you have some baby names. Now, like this, unused baby names? Yeah. This was a segment that we did ages segment? ago. These are just names. No, we had done it as a segment, though. No, but you, you, you say it's a segment like it's some big joke. Oh, these are, okay, but these are sincere. Do we well, have a I song just, that goes with it? Baby names, baby names. It's the time for Daniel's baby names. Ha, <sighs> baby names. Oh, we did have a song. Uh, I only have a few left. Um, you know, I named, I rattled off a bunch already on the show. Yeah, no, we we 
we decided on Owen. Yeah. This is for Owen. These were names for Owen. I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. I did not set this up correctly. Yeah. So these are the ones. These are unused baby names that I'm basically going to, because there's folks out there who listen, I'm sure, who are, you know, um, expecting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to find names, especially for boys, by the way. Like, girl names are a lot more fun. Yeah. There's so many more of them. Dude names are fucking boring, you know? It's just James or That's James. It. Or Mark. That's it. <laughs> or Brian. Yeah. James, Mark, or Brian. John, Chris. Like, fuck off if you're a John or a Chris. Okay, Dan. Dan's all right. <laughs> but, like, come on with that shit, Joe. You fucking look at yourself in the mirror, Joe. <laughs> uh, so here's some names that your your kid can. Yeah, these are ones that use. we didn't use. Uh, very now this is a very classic uh, name, Zebed- Zebediah. <laughs> With a Z. Yeah, it's biblical. <laughs> um, now this one, this is a name that stands on its own or can go with Zebediah. Uh, Zert. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell it? Z E R T. So there's Zert, just like if you just want to go with like cool guy, cool guy name. Like it's just Zert. Like Zert Murphy. <laughs> you know, if your name is Murphy. Or even if it isn't, fuck. Just go Zert Murphy and then you're. But like, I was thinking Zebediah Zert. <laughs> That's a good name. Two Z's. It's killer. Uh, Okal. <laughs> Um, that's like your buddy Okal. How's Okal spelled? O a k l e. <laughs> the the traditional way. Uh, there's Gret. <laughs> like, you know, hey, what's up, Gret? Right, <laughs> Gret, your buddy Gret. And that's not short for anything. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stanson. <laughs> Stanson is like now that that's a that's a real fucking like good old boy Stanson. So I don't know if that's your taste, but like <laughs> I don't know. Uh and then Bertrid. <laughs> which I've been told that's more of a girl's name. I feel like it's what uh, is it? gender neutral. Bertrid. Because <laughs> Bert. What do you think Bert is? Instead of Bertrid. Bertrid. So those are some names. You guys can take them. We didn't use them. We went with Owen. <laughs> now, is Gramblin' Napchip from uh, your original names? I don't actually remember what that was from. I'm trying to remember some of your old names. Gramblin'. Gramblin'. It's good. <laughs> but I'm trying to remember some from the original list. <laughs> Do you have it? No, somewhere. But because you, a lot of it had to do with what we called. It was when we were coming up with names for Elliot. Yeah. And you, what were they though? There was one that was with a G. Oh, I don't know. It was like Grim Chips. Well, not Grambling. I mean, I could try to find it. Might take a minute though. While you do that, I want to tell everyone that they should uh, look. Don't not listen to my podcast. Definitely do listen to my podcast. But also uh, listen to Ask Rana with Rana and Brian Safi. Um, 
Ronna Glickman and Brian Safi. Have you guys heard this uh, podcast? It's super fun and super funny. Uh, what do you do when your boyfriend's mother is poisoning you or when you're too afraid to move in with your partner because he's such a slob? Ask Ronna and Brian. Ronna Glickman and Brian Safi of Throwing Shade Fame uh, and Ronna of Ronna and Beverly are bringing you a fresh new advice podcast with all the answers to life's problems big and small. Ask Ronna with Ronna and Brian. Um I love them. I was on this podcast and just I love both of them individually and together. So uh, I recommend it highly. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. I found them. Oh, you did? Oh, good. Uh, see, I don't know if I read all of these. I may have left some of these out. Okay. I'm just trying to find the specific one that my brain is is remembering. Are you thinking of Kevin with a Q? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Aidsley. <laughs> <laughs> no. Zector with uh, two X's. No, no, but I remember that one. Ebron. No. <laughs> uh, Christique. That's more of a see. That's more of a stripper name. You don't want to name a kid Christique. Parfum. <laughs> no. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> I must have done that, and I don't know. No, there was something specific Gribble that was like or something like that, or <laughs> something like Grimble Spoon. Grimble Spoon. Because <laughs> I was like saying legitimate, like you know, Quinn or whatever the other ones are that I like. Quinn are. sounds like a made-up name. Yeah, but it's real. Yeah, I know. Quinn, Elliot, Peter, and you said it was like Grim Grimble Spoon. Something like that. Uh, gravel spoon gravel spoon yeah um elliot is a girl's name to me is weird there, there are a, some girl elliot yeah, yeah i don't know it's just a thing man it's a thing hey, that is happening everything's being flip-flop these days who you know it, it, in just a couple of years when you're getting a driver's license there's gonna be you know 24 genders can you even believe it god damn oh my god dennis miller did you show up <laughs> i think that was like a prager thing remember that, when you used to do dennis miller I, I was thinking about that, and I, I don't think I could do it now. Babe. He's one of those that a lot of people do, so. Yeah. You're not I'm, hacky. No. Would you like to hear a message? Love to. These are non-screened. Hey, Rosens and friends. This is Laura from Ohio, and I live alone, and it sucks. I've been working from home since St. Patrick's Day, and in a good week, I think I've seen, like, three people. That's, like, including my neighbor that I can see cutting her grass from my window of my second floor office. So, not the best. Um, I'm normally a person who loves to be alone. I live for Sunday, and I can stay home, not talk to anyone or see anyone. But now that's, like, my life every day, and it sucks really bad. Also, I have parents who live in Cleveland, so it's like two hours away, who are elderly, and I'm constantly worried that they're going to get sick, something's going to happen to them, and I'm not allowed to visit them. My best friend has a baby who's four months old, and I'm not allowed to visit her. I'm basically just stuck in my house, chilling. I was training for a bunch of races that all got canceled this month and next month, so I've been running like seven-mile long runs on Saturdays, and... I'm lucky now to get out of the house and do two miles around the block because I just don't care and I don't want to leave the house. So, living alone pretty much sucks right now. 
Hopefully it'll get better soon. Hope you guys are doing good in L.A. Stay safe. Bye. Laura, thank you for calling in. That sucks. I think a lot of people are having that realization that like, oh, I love to just lay around and do nothing. Turns out, no, I don't. (laughs) I think we Mm. love having the option of it. it, You like it as a contrast. Yes. It's like, like, oh, I love rain. Uh, And then you go, well, yeah, but if I lived in a place where it rained 300 days out of the year, I wouldn't love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We are social creatures. There is no... uh, way to take us out of that and be happy like we need it's like literally people go crazy and Mm -hmm. die when i mean you look at like prisoners who are put in isolation and you think like that would be amazing i could get it just like (laughs) read books and like no you go fucking insane we need other people yeah and just but also the loss of personal freedom like to not to to be told what you have to do no one does well with that one thing that that I, i keep thinking about though that's good is like the ability to have things delivered yeah you know i mean <sighs> the ability to connect um virtually oh yeah i know i was thinking there was a i think zoom was i someone was telling me was owned by some chinese investor who just cashed out for a couple billion dollars yeah I mean, like it, uh, yeah it's uh so there's a lot of ways that a lot of things that make this a lot easier than even 10 years ago um we wouldn't have had so i'm grateful for that but I keep thinking about folks that are living alone right now and like my heart goes out to you. I think that if this goes on a little bit longer, if they're like, oh yeah, this is going to continue through August or something, that people will start to figure out ways of... Um, I I was talking to someone at work who's single and he and what they're doing is they're him and a bunch of friends are just having like Zoom hangout sessions, you know, Zoom happy right. hours where yeah. everybody gets beers and just hangs out on zoom and um, there's going to be a lot more of that happening. I started to feel really helpless and despondent the other day thinking like, this is just going to go on forever. And then I had another thought, which made me feel more calm, which was not necessarily. I mean, yes, I I suspect it's going to be a while. However, all if we had adequate testing and especially if we had a vaccine there would be no problem well that's so, what they're working on right yeah. and everyone on the planet right now wants this to be over so the fact that every single person dislikes this and this like knows this is not the way it's supposed to be that gave me hope like it's not like we're just stuck in orbit and time has is holding still even though emotionally that's how it feels like people are working on getting us out of this predicament and i think like the science community from what i hear i don't really know because it's not the world i I, i'm in but like my understanding is that the the scientists in the world around the world medical scientists whatever are are working really really hard on this like this is something that where people are just putting other shit aside yeah and so when you think about all of humanity. <laughs> I mean, that's the part of this that really keeps blowing my mind. Yeah. It's like, it feels so personal, right? Part of it too is because I'm not, we're not really watching news, you know, which is actually great. Um, but it just feels like, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is happening to us. And you go, oh, no, it's happening to our neighbors too. No, it's fucking happening to people all over the world. That's crazy. And you go, okay, well, 
it's all of humanity working on a solution to a problem. That's pretty cool. I mean, I hope we find it. I mean, I'm not doing shit in terms of a solution. I guess not all of humanity. But the exemplars. The ones who who could do something. It's interesting that we're not watching news. My mom told me um, that she and my dad are watching a lot of news and being driven crazy yes. by Trump every single day. Yeah, that's part of it. Like the No matter what news channel you watch, it's either showing Trump or talking about Trump. And I'm just I, – I, I get it. Yeah, Trump sucks. Like I don't need the minute by minute. That being said, of what he's doing, like I, it's yes. But, but the reason we aren't watching news is not really because we don't want to. It's because we're being held hostage by a three-year-old who has to watch honestly, bubble guppies around the. Honestly, clock. I don't know that our situation's better. It's than what watching Trump. No, it's similar. We are watching nonstop bubble guppies. Now we are the parents, and we have control over this. But it doesn't feel like it. Do we? I mean, I think <sighs> we took away the tablets. We took that was a huge win. We took the tablets away. They're being quote unquote. Fa- Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, if you do, but by the time he listens to it, he'll Elliot. I'm sorry, I couldn't. Exp- you're, we you, lied to you. you. I lied yeah. to you, son. I told you your tablets were being fixed. <laughs> they weren't. Um, no, it was really zonking them out all day on those things. So no, the TV's on uh, for a couple days. He was watching a lot, and now it's on, and he's doing other things he dis- disengages really then let's turn it off because he wants it on and look i'm not going to say no to him he's obsessed with this show called <laughs> bubble guppies no we do turn it off yeah but it's, it's on more than it's not not on part of it is like it's a good show though i mean it's an educational show except that i've watched every episode 15 times now what's your favorite <laughs> i don't bubble puppy um, you know, there's a there's a Guppy space baby? space guppies which has George Takei in it. Mm. Uh, it's funny because this is a show on Nick Jr. I don't know how old it is. Uh, it's insane. It's about these little kids who are like kind of mermaids, I guess, and their whole world is underwater, except that it's not really underwater. It's, like every now and then you'll see a bubble, and that's it. Yeah, but they'll like have campfires. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's a, they do not try to stick with the concept of the right. show at all, um, and uh, but then the, and it's very much for like three to five year olds, right? It's like for little kids, um, but then at the beginning of the episode, it'll be like you know starring Ozzy Osbourne, <laughs> right? Amy Ozzy Sedaris. Osbourne, Alice Cooper, yeah, Amy Sedaris, like huge names <laughs> that you would not expect. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It, but it's, you know, whatever. It's better than other things. Should we listen Barney. to another voice? Oh, God. I mean, I'm You don't hear about Barney anymore. We're not in the Barney era. Yeah. That was okay. awful. Let's listen to another one. Hi, Allison, Daniel, Owen, and Elliot. My name is Cassie, and I'm from Pomona, California. Uh, during the quarantine safer at home, I have been staying sane by going over to the Claremont Colleges and walking and letting my two-year-old, whose name is also Owen, play on the different fields with his bubbles. He gets pretty sick of being in the backyard, and as you know, you got to keep those little guys entertained somehow. 
I just finished getting back from grocery shopping for the first time in a couple of weeks, and the lines are awful. Uh, anyways, there is not a whole lot otherwise that we're trying to do to stay sane aside from staying active and trying to keep our little one getting some energy out in a safe way. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye-bye. So she gets the energy out in a safe way? In a safe way. In the grocery store? Yeah. Um, I love that she goes to the Claremont Colleges. That is my, my alma mater is Pomona College. I miss it. It's I nice follow to have them that on nearby. Instagram. Yeah. I was thinking about people in New York City. Imagine if that's where you lived, was just like Manhattan or something. Right. I yeah. know. Even Brooklyn would be better. You know, it's that would be tough. We have not been getting out enough. We haven't been doing enough outside. Like, I haven't driven my car. It's been raining. Forever. I know, it has been. No, that is not our fault. It's been one of the weird fucking things about this whole quarantine time is that it's been raining more often than not here in LA. Also, I've had my period more often than not. Okay, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but it just heightens the sense of it being does. trapped. Yeah. But today it stopped raining. I don't think it's going to rain for at least the next week. So we can finally start to get outside. It felt amazing. It did because we got this little like piggyback board that goes on a stroller so that Elliot can ride on the board when I push the stroller. Mm-hmm. And that Elliot has, be- it's become impossible to walk with Elliot because he's just the slowest, most easily distractible, but also stubborn, tiny person in the world. So it would like, it would take us like 20 minutes to get off of our block. So we actually were able to move yeah, today. That, that was, was nice. nice. Oh, jinx! Uh, no, the the hardest part is Wendy. She's um, a terror. I I think the way I want to walk her from now on is to just fire her out of a cannon <laughs> and then catch up to her. I don't understand why she's been such a nightmare on these walks because she's not. You know, it's something about all of us. Like if you just no, even when I took her out, she was. She kind of has always sucked on a. Yeah, on but walks. she gets like she gets walked. Well, yes. Pre this, she would get walked regularly, and and the people who were walking her said she was good. No, I think it is us because there was a for the first couple of years of her life, I walked her all the time, yeah. and she started to get okay. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't really been walking her as much because you know just because I work all day and it's just not and uh, get off my case, everyone. About walking my... No, I'm just, I know. Uh, no one's on my case. These are lovely people. Why would they get on Right, but I'm back? just saying she knows how to walk on a leash now. Like, well. No, she's so just too, she's too too excited. Oh, the one thing she does that drives me fucking insane, though, and she's always done this, mm-hmm. is she will circle behind me on the leash and then Jump full up. force right behind your knees, which is something that, that like guys will do to uh, other guys in like junior high or high school, which is they'll come up behind them and then they'll like kind of kick the the, mm-hmm. the crook of the knee. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the knee bin? <laughs> and make you fall down. Yeah, and she does that. So She you, jumps up, and she, she, she's a heavy bitch. She's a heavy bitch. Even uh, though she's lighter than she was. Oliver used to do that, but it was so sweet because he was so little and light little. that it was just like oh. tiniest little like... Yeah, so um, she sucks. Uh, <laughs> we love her, but it, she sucks. But uh, in terms of being a grass the entire way, and and everyone's like, Oh, yeah, that's they do that when they're not feeling well. No, well, then she's never feeling no, 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 I know. And and people will, yeah, they'll go, uh, Gal at work, she's like, Oh, she does that because she wants to throw up. I'm like, No, no, you don't understand. 
this dog thinks she's a cow. Yeah, I know. And Elliot will be like, she thinks she's a cow. No, actually, she. Elliot says he thinks he's a cow. Yeah. He doesn't quite get he, she yet. Or maybe he does, and he understands that Wendy identifies. identifies. Yeah. Uh, so uh, no judgment there. She, we, she is not a girly girl dog. Because the times that you have tried to put her in costumes, she was not into it. Not into, not into the girly costumes. It is funny that you have a tomboy dog and two sons, because all you've ever wanted is was someone to put in, t- <laughs> in tiny, cute yeah, outfits. I could, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I mean, I'm still going to fucking put these kids in costumes. Yeah. I have decided on... Um, well, I, I doubt I'll do it, so I can, t- I can say it. I want to... I dress them up as um uh for halloween i want to do jean valjean this is owen and elliot jean valjean and javert who's who elliot javert okay that's cute owen's the owen's jean valjean yeah um all right want to listen to another one yeah hey allison tone zone and the gang i'm a college student in milwaukee wisconsin so I've got a really weird situation going on with this whole quarantine. Um, I'm an art education student, and all my classes were moved online, so it's been really weird trying to figure out how to do classes. Like, we've just been spending the last few weeks just trying to figure out how even to have classes, I guess, um, because it's just all art stuff and education stuff. Um, but other than that, it's been like pretty good. I mean, I lost my job, which isn't fun, but I've been trying to walk a lot and do a lot of art, and so I'm getting by. See ya. Well, thank you for calling in. Yeah, I think about the whole online classes thing. How, first of all, that that's again, that's one of those things that wouldn't have been possible. But right. also, uh, that would be really hard for me. I don't me think too. I, would, I don't think I would really thrive. No, that's like that whole thing with um, people usually on the right, but maybe not. Maybe it's not always political. Um, being like, you don't need to go to college; just get the textbooks. Like that would not have worked for me. Yeah, that, that, no. And even I've thought like, oh, what if you were to just take the, um, one of the fears with online, I've heard one of the fears that educators have with online college is that, you know, you do the lecture, they record it, and then they don't need you anymore. Mm, so Obsolescence. They, yeah, but even if they did that, it still is no replacement for that in-person teaching where you can ask questions and, and stuff the like seminars that. and stuff like that and just yeah. this sort of mentorship kind of that happens yeah. and going to like i don't know it's just you know look whatever you want to learn if you want to just go on line you there's books you know you can get books you can get the education that way but um you know there's always prager you you know five <laughs> minutes you can get the whole lesson <laughs> i think uh, this just this is perhaps tone deaf and anachronistic in this time but just in defense of a liberal liberal arts education 
if they ever open the schools back up again. I think there's really something to be said for going and spending four years and living on campus at a small liberal arts college. It doesn't really matter what you study. It's it's not about that. It's just it's about learning how to think and it's about the experience. And hey, I know that's a real like old school kind of thing to say, but I think if you can. I, I agree. I think it is something everyone should be able to do. It shouldn't Every, be only for people who could afford it. Correct. And this is why it should there should still be free public schools. Yeah. Like my God, like it, it, it. There's such a huge benefit to that kind of education that I don't know. We've just start slowly gotten away from, but um, it shouldn't be just for people who have the luxury. It should be able anyone should be able to get it. Well, I think the question is: Is college setting you up? professionally for the rest of your life or is it setting you up me- like mentally i mean because college definitely didn't set me up um practically in any way i had a huge like but, oh what the fuck am i doing when i graduated but look at me i'm just i'm doing fine now although nothing that i'm doing no that's not true i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try to walk this narrow line of not talking about this in a political way okay but there was something i was gonna say before that and i just don't want to lose it. Okay, yeah, you go. But I have lost it. And I just Shit. wanted to like put a pin in it so that I don't lose it entirely. But again, I the value have of education. lost it. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Then we can go back to what you're going to say. Okay. It's a, it has to do with like the uh, downside of, of connecting online and stuff. Um, I got an email from... I went to a dermatologist once. Remember mm-hmm. when I had that bump on my face that mm-hmm. I worried might be skin cancer and then it turned out to just be a... Um, a hideous wart? No, it wasn't a wart. It was a, oh. what was it called? Like seborrheic keratosis. Um, and I, and they froze it off. And I came home and I looked it up. And the other name for that kind of thing is a barnacle of yeah. aging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, I went, that, I went there once. And I have received emails from them ever since. And the most recent one said, you can set up your appointment now for, like you're on your on your virtual dermatology appointment and i just thought how can they how can they do that actually with dermatology is one of those where they probably could don't they need to touch it i mean a lot I guess, of a lot of it is visual. visual like you know they can look at it and you know yeah. they can't do a biopsy or anything like right. that but they can say all right like here's your prescription for you know cortisone cream or something like imagine that imagine if they could do way. a biopsy if that was like an app Someday. Hey, we're getting there, honey. Someday, man. Once we're all plugged into the Matrix. <laughs> okay, well, now what were you going to say? Walk your fine line. I'm going to tune out. The, the, well, no, no, don't tune out because it's important. Um, the way that you were framing it is the way that we think about higher education because we live in a capitalist country where everything is about like um, having a use. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how does this get me a job? Everything. Nothing has uh, value if it's not going to like yield uh, money. But that's... That's not how life should be lived. You know, we should be, I mean, it's really sad that you can only do things and value the things that the pursuits that will gain you money when something like a higher education helps your soul and it helps your thinking and your ability to understand the world. It doesn't, shouldn't that have value just on its own? And shouldn't that almost be more value? Because that's life. That's the quality of life shit. We don't value that. And so uh, that's why it should be free so that it doesn't have to carry that like burden because when you fucking... So you don't need a return on your investment. Yeah, because when it's costing you $50,000, 
then how can you look at it any other way than shit? I can't like get an art history degree because what the fuck am I going to do with right. that? I, I'm going to have $80,000 in debt. Right. Uh, and one of the problems that's happening as a result of all this, and I'll get off it, is um, no one's pursuing uh, history PhDs anymore. And so what's happening is there's a starvation. There's going to be a, a, a starving of people who are experts in history. Mm-hmm. And the impact that that's going to have on society is going to be huge because you're not going to have people who understand granularly and in, in depth the things that have come before us. And I was thinking, you know what the example of it is? And you haven't seen this movie. This pandemic? No, the, the, what the example to society is of losing historians is it's like that movie Memento. Oh, I need to see that. It's like what we're going to end up with is a society where we're just looking at tattoos and not knowing if what the history of that is mm-hmm. and, and, or if it's real or not. And it's all, and it's going to be like this short-term memory. Yeah, uh, just waking up every fifteen minutes. It's scary. Anyway, off it. One more, one more uh, thing that's only. But very... one thing I found is people love it when I spout off about politics. They just do. People when they hit that follow button on Twitter, and then you're just tweeting about has anyone else changed their underwear. They're like, I came here for the angry politics. I know. I'm going to unfollow unless I get no me more angry some politics. angry politics. No more angry politics for me. It's all joy from here on out. Elliot asked me what joy was today. He asked me yesterday. He's thinking about that word because it was in it's one, in of, one of his books. Yeah, his book. How did you explain it? I said just, it's Daniel talking about politics. <laughs> it's extreme happiness. I'm I, just see, like, yeah, it's like, I said it's happiness. It's like, uh, it's like when I'm with you. Because <laughs> I said something, he's he said something like, "Dancing is joy," and, and I said like, "Dancing can make you feel joy," or he said right. it wasn't dancing; it was something like. I think that. it's one of those words where he's not sure if it's even a noun or a verb or right. adjective. He, like he, he's still trying to figure out how to use the word. Yeah. So, because he looked, at, he, there's a picture of Grover dancing, and he he thought like, "Is Grover doing joy?" Right. <laughs> he, like, you know. And so, yeah, emotion. He's interested in emotions. He also, he has this doll. He calls it his dolly. He's like suddenly very into dollies and taking care of them and stuff, which is very sweet to watch. It's, but it's like overnight. That's how it is with kids. They enter a new phase overnight. And so he was giving his dolly her bottle and he said, you're doing good, dolly. You're drinking your bottle well. And I was impressed that he said, like, or, no, you're drinking it good, which is incorrect. And then he said, you're drinking it well. Um. Also, you know, everyone talks about how kids are basically sociopaths until they get to a certain age. If you're going to say he's not, um, I would rewind the tape of him pushing Owen 8,000 times a day. Um, he's not. Okay. I would get a saying. I'm not saying he isn't extremely selfish or he's not, you know. He doesn't have impulse control. He doesn't have impulse control is what that is. But I have this scratch on my face mm-hmm. right here. I think it was like an ingrown hair or something. And um, the last two days, he's basically done the same thing, which is I was uh, we're on, he was on the changing table, and I was he was standing up because I was like pulling his pants up or something like that. And um, and he goes, "Daddy," he's like, like really like his face. He's like, "Are you okay?" Oh, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a scratch. He's like, is it okay? Oh, and um, I was like, that's empathy. I mean, he might 
if if nothing else, he's recognizing that he gets boo-boos. Yeah. You know, how much he's caring about me or how much he's identifying. That's still empathy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he gets very concerned when he sees my gross peely hands and he'll like touch touch it and he'll go, It hurts. And I'm like, No, it doesn't hurt. It it's just unsightly. But when it comes to Owen, no empathy at all. None. <laughs> he just will not it's, it's the impulse control. It's, it's literally he doesn't have he, the part of his brain yeah. develop. It hasn't been he created has yet. Some concern and empathy for Owen because, like, if Owen is fussing, he'll say to me, "I think Owen wants a bottle," yeah. or he'll be like, "Oh." So I guess I say, I guess whenever anyone is upset, I say, I know, I know. So You know what he says? Hi, no. He goes, hi, no. <laughs> so if Owen is fussing, he's like, hi, no, Owen, hi, no. <laughs> and then also they, uh, I was in the bathroom standing in front of the mirror and they were in the bathroom and the toilet seat was up, which is like a no-no around kids, you know? So, mm-hmm. and then I saw Elliot close the lid. Owen was like reaching and Elliot closed it and went, honey, no. <laughs> But yeah. hi, and also hi, no, Wendy. Hi, hi no. Hi, no. <laughs> uh, okay, another call. Hi, Allison. Um, it's Hansi Copperfield from Northwest Territories, Canada. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, we are, we are, we are getting by here. <laughs> uh, the whole storm's out of pine salt and yeast. I guess that's the big thing people are doing right now is baking and cleaning. <laughs> um, and I'm just trying to keep busy. Uh, thank you so much for everything that you do and for your shows. It keeps uh, the spirit um, a little bit lighter. You're the best. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Oh, my God. Northwest Territories. Um, you know, I love when Canada calls in because be- then I can put Canada in the title and uh, then everyone listens. Okay, Canadian listeners, I'm talking to you right now. <sighs> I, don't know, I don't know how to get citizenship. Oh, but yeah. If we need a sponsor... Or someone to just can you please like be there for us? I'm I'm desperate to move to Northwest Territories. Should we visit it first, or should we just go? I don't even care. It's just like I'm sure it's beautiful. All of Canada is beautiful. It's cold. I mean, this Earth is going to warm up. I need. We need to get out of here. We need to flee these southern states. What I was going to say before. Also, America. What I was going to say before. Um. There is a short story by Ray Bradbury. I think I've, I might have mentioned it before. And it is called either All Summer in a Day or The Day the Sun Came Out. I read it in like, I don't know, grade school. And I think about it probably every day, especially right now. So I'm just, should I say what it's about? I'll say what it's about. Well, you um, might as well. Yeah. Everyone lives on Venus. In the story. I don't know what happened, but for some reason, everyone needs to live on Venus now. And, um, but like, but, and they like have to, I think they use sun lamps or they have to take some medicine or something because they don't get enough sun. And on Venus, the sun comes out once every seven years. So there's a girl there who's old enough to remember or or who like, I'm doing a terrible job. Mm. Just if, just look it up. And if you can find it, read it. And if I'm just curious if anyone else has been thinking about it a lot. And I'm sorry, this was a terrible Great story. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, have you noticed that it is only women calling in? What is up with that? Because generally my listenership is actually a little bit more male than female. It's pretty close, but it's slightly more male than female. Um, but uh, maybe it's more women who want to call in. I love it. 
Ladies, I love it. Let's do one more. Okay. Then we've got some iTunes comments of the week, good and bad. Ooh. Hi, Allison. This is Sarah from Georgia. I'm calling to report on quarantine status. We are doing good. I have three small children. I just five, three, and almost one. And, yeah, we're doing good. It's crazy with everybody home, but we have, um, thankfully, family around. We are still seeing grandmother and grandfather so they're helping with the children while my husband and I continue to try to work from home with all the children here since all of our schools, daycares, everything is pretty much closed down here. So some days are worse than others. Some days are good. It's all just a constant day-to-day, but it does feel like this has been going on for six to nine months. <laughs> I can't believe that we were doing things at the beginning of March, still going out and doing stuff. So I'm just looking forward to the end. And trying to keep a good attitude for the children so they don't, you know, notice. I mean, they've noticed, but I don't feel like they're upset about it. They're still having a good time. So I don't want to be moping and obviously in a bad mood about it in front of the children. I save that for at night when they're asleep. Okay. Hope y'all are doing good. Bye. Bye, Elliot. Bye, Owen. Bye, Daniel. Bye, Wendy. Aww. Is it just me, everyone? When someone says children, do you think of Michael Jackson saying children? No, never. Every time. When someone says children, I go children. When did he say that? All the time. The dick of the children. The children. What was that um, documentary called? Something Neverland, right? Leaving Neverland? Leaving Neverland. That was so good. Upsetting, but. It was pretty upsetting. But, but good. I mean, you know. But I remember, like, I remember feeling conflicted about how much I wanted to like keep watching it. This is the other thing. Like, we're on Twitter. You're seeing everybody yeah. who's like s- f- catching up on all these shows. Everyone's talking about like, oh, Tiger Man or whatever. And it's like Tiger King. We, we, we haven't. No, I've had, I have less time than I had I before. <laughs> just been watching Bubble Guppies. I'm not asking for pity it's just it's just a it's just a weird quirk it's just a weird thing i wouldn't have expected that it would be like this can i tell you that i saw my therapist dog on facetime oh was it weird was it awkward no it was amazing now you know what the dog's like i didn't even know she had a dog now why was it amazing i don't but first of all it's a super cute dog what kind of dog it's a pb gv and she said it and the fuck is it what it's a petite brussels griffin vachon or something something like that it's like a little dog no they're actually like maybe like 20 to 30 pounds or something but anyway she said it um and she was surprised that i knew what that was do you you know jenny johnson high five she has one okay her dog dewey is that kind of dog i'd never heard of it before that and my therapist said that no one ever knows what it is um it was a rescue but I, I don't know, just because it like totally humanized her, mm. and the mm-hmm. dog was super like the, cute. Like what I do, people say I do for you, right? Because I'm just like an ice queen, otherwise. And then no, you ground just, me with your political. People tweets. just say they just are always telling me how I humanize you. Do you think you humanize me, or do I humanize you? Well, pe- I'm just telling you what people are saying. Who has ever said that? People are saying it. What else are they saying? I like to hear from the people. People are asking for more more politics from me. You know, but that's what they're saying. 
I, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I hear. What else do you hear? Uh, <laughs> I'm not really hearing much these days. But when you do, mm. when you put your finger on the pulse of A-R-I-Y-N-B-F Nation, what are you hearing? Well, uh, I'm hearing a lot, a lot of voices talking about, um, I'm sorry. Grabble spoon. No, a lot of voices. A lot of people are saying that they would like you to um, do the laundry more. <laughs> I don't know why they care. It's <laughs> weird. You know, um, it is weird. I don't know. Like, I think it's fine. You know, you think that my level of laundry doing, yeah, is fine? like, you're, you know, maybe a little more, not as much as the people are saying, you know what I thought was cute. Mm. Um, I, Elliot and I made brownies. So you had a packet of Ghirardelli brownies. I have no idea when I got that. Like, but that's you, one I've, in... I'm like, I think I've traveled multiple like living situations with that pack. So, cause it was in your mix. pantry when I met you. Yeah. You think it had, no, it probably it, came into my life at that apartment. I just have no memory. Of, it went with us to other, it's, this is the, it's third. Yes. Anyway. So I thought this is a good time to make that. And Hey, that's not going to go bad. Right. Mm. So we opened it up though. And it smelled like paint, like it was rancid. Um, so thankfully I had another box of brownie mix from, and we don't ever make well, as, as uh, indicated by the really old boxes. We don't ever make brownies. So um, this one expired in 2019 and it smelled good. So we made that. Yeah, and it was really good. Good. Um, I didn't have any because I am no carbing in again. Mm-hmm. Um, I periodically do keto. And it, for, for right now, it's actually it's making me feel better to have sort of boundaries on what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah so it's good but anyway i was worried about these brownies being at because you know nibbles i just i i've been good but i was worried what was gonna happen tonight yeah so i I said could you de-nibble all this which is like could you nibble proof it so i didn't even notice it in the middle of the night but the next day i opened up a drawer and i saw the brownies in there with a note on them what did it say i wrapped it and duct taped it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wrapped it in aluminum foil and then I took some duct tape and I wrapped that and then wrote stop nibbles. <laughs> but then I put XOXO because I had to soften it. Yeah. But it was like, hey. <laughs> I would have rigged up a little trip wire or something. But I want you to write notes on all the food. <laughs> Remember when you put googly eyes on like all of my bathroom products? <laughs> <laughs> With little like like speech bubbles. Some of them have speech bubbles. Saying yeah. happy birthday and stuff. <laughs> I want you to do that with all the food. Yeah. Anyway, let's do some iTunes comments of the week. I love your comments. I guess they have to be called Apple Podcast comments now. Leave comments five stars, please. And Daniel will read both of them. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Intelligent, entertaining, funny. Mm. By Jay Lenore. Whispered nevermore. During this time, I need all the friends I can get, and Allison Rosen is my new best friend. She is a fantastic interviewer because she knows how to listen well. 
She has interesting and funny guests, and I love the back and forth between her and her hubby, Daniel. It's been a lifesaver for me. It's nice. Did you have to burp? I tried to hide it. <laughs> but not very well. God damn it. Thank you so much for your very nice comment. On the other hand... <laughs> Painful by Rocky XO. Oh. Not a lot of XO in there. <clears throat> Allison is the most self-absorbed, neurotic person who ever lived. Jesus. I am a long-time listener. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing at that? I mean... It's like, she is the Antichrist. I've been following her work for yeah, years. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, quite a tolerance this person must have. <laughs> I am a long-time listener who just can't anymore. By, by the way, like if this person is trying to steer someone away... The fact that they've listened for a long time kind of negates whatever. Yeah. I like the guests on the Thursday shows, so may try to stick those out. Talking about me. But the Monday <laughs> shows have become unbearable. And life is hard enough right now. <laughs> in, a, in a recent Monday show, she spent 10 awkward, painful minutes describing where she sits now <laughs> it's true in quarantine interview setup in excruciatingly boring detail I, I'm feeling this really hard right now <laughs> then <laughs> described in equally numbing detail where she used to sit pre-quarantine and rambled on another five plus minutes about purply long flowers. Ha <laughs> ha, is that what they're called? And a fat hummingbird. I hope he's not sick. Well, I do hope he's not sick. I can only guess that she was trying to kill time. But instead, she killed any hope I had of sticking with the show. Wow. Rocky XO. Mm. Listen, Rocky XO. If the story about where she sits now... <laughs> is what finally turned you off from the show. I have to wonder how you were able to sit through all of the other stories that she's ever told. Uh, but hey. So true. <laughs> that that's the one that that's did That's the one? It, because especially now, because when we were on our walk earlier, I started to tell Daniel's story, and he was a little bit confused. And then I'm like, you know what? It's Never mind. It's not important. And he's like... I'm like, it's, it's a long story and it's not important. And in the words of Daniel, and I think this applies to all of you, what else do I have to do? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> what else to, am I going to listen to? Just trying to fucking kill time here. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your boring story. And by the way, it was as build. <laughs> I told you. So boring. <laughs> I told you. It was about strollers. It was about strollers and me trying know, to figure something out. Maybe it was out. the one time a sh uh, story about strollers was interesting. But usually I'll tell you a story even when it's boring. But this one I tried to no, warn you, you, you away warned from. Me. I yeah. uh, I signed on. Listen, I signed on to the boring story. I thought – I was trying to paint a picture. Well, I thought they might care to know about my studio it, since everyone's been invested in the pod cabin. Yeah. And, you know, like right now we're not in that. We're in this office and I made that clear. Listen, our I lives have, have gotten much smaller, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna, I used to sit here, and now you're, I sit you're there. Be hearing about where we sit, 
You're going to be hearing about where I put my shoes. Things we ate on the toilet. How many times I've drank coffee and the kids, because that's my whole fucking life that's day right, after day. That's right, and Wendy. Uh, yeah, it's... um. Uh, This comment did make me feel embarrassed a little bit because I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I did talk about where I sat for a long time. And then I talked about a hummingbird on a purple flower. It was really cute and really fat, like a Disney hummingbird. But then I did begin to think like, fuck, why is it so fat? I hope it's not. Okay, can I talk about hummingbirds for a second? Thanks. Well, okay. (laughs) Wait. Yeah, but. Oh, you weren't done. No, I wasn't. Sorry. No, you can talk. No, then. no, you, you, please. Okay. It's your fucking show. Do you agree uh-huh. that I'm the most, the most neurotic and self-absorbed person ever? Not at all. No. Like, you know I'm sure Hitler was worse. You know what's funny? Yeah. And I'm setting myself up when I yeah. say this. Yeah. I don't really think I'm very neurotic. What's the definition of neurotic? Oh, let's look it up. I don't know. Let's look it up. Because whenever people try to no, paint me as like... No, I don't think of you as neurotic. Because I feel like... Right. No, I'm a lot of things. But I'm not really neurotic. I'm not neurotic per se. Because whenever you try to people... You are up in your head though. Yes. Whenever try, people try to paint me with the like Richard Lewisy neurotic Jew hypochondriac thing, like that does not, not... That's no. not who I am. I'm going to look up... Oh, I have got my computer right Like you're me. not like a um, chronic worrier. About no, you, I overthink things. You have you have anxiety, but I don't know that it's like an abnormal amount. Uh, no, I wouldn't say you're neurotic, but you are up in your head. You overthink things. What is the word for that? You uh, perseverate. No, you um, ruminate. Ruminate too much, maybe for your own good, but uh. What does it say? Neurosis. So this is uh, Wikipedia, which I don't think is necessarily the best place to go for this, but it's here we are. Neurosis is a class of functional mental disorders involving chronic distress, but neither delusions nor hallucinations. The term is no longer used by the professional psychiatric community in the U.S., having been eliminated from the DSM, blah, blah, blah. Um, there are many different neuroses, obsessive compulsive disorder, obsessive compulsive personality disorder, impulse control disorder, anxiety disorder, hysteria, but no one uses the term hysteria, and a great variety of phobias. You're, you're none of those. No, although when I had postpartum depression, my actual diagnosis, like sent to the insurance company, I think, was um, postpartum depression with anxiety. And and maybe OCD. I don't yeah, but anxiety anxiety is not yeah. a neurosis. According to C. George Bory, professor professor emeritus and blah, 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 the symptoms of neurosis may involve anxiety, sadness, or depression, anger, irritability, mental confusion, low sense of self. This is too long. You, um, oh, maybe you are then. Yeah. Well, you 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 have a, like a a, a a a dusting. Of neuroses, but I would not call you well, a, you know, a see, quote unquote neurotic. There's person. the actual definition of neurosis, which I think is any of the the afflictions that send people to therapy. But then there's what it means, sort of colloquially, colloquially, and I think that's not what well, I. Well, it's am. like the way people, people use, think of Woody Allen. It's like they, the way people use, use the word narcissist, and yeah. it's like the, the, it's almost never right. <laughs> 
Like, right. No, <laughs> no. What they mean people, is self-absorbed, usually. Not what they mean is person who won't do what I want them to do. Yeah, or just self-absorbed. Yeah. You know. Do you think I'm self-absorbed? Maybe a little. What? Well, but I am. I'm just kidding. I'm extremely self-absorbed. Um, I was just kidding with my outrage over that. Yeah. But you're not neurotic. Or, you're not, sorry, you're not... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Boring. You're not a narcissist. Um. So hey, no, I'm not a narcissist. Hummingbirds. Yes. Um, this might be a just me or everyone, but it's like when I watch hummingbirds, it's like there's so much tension because I can't believe that they're not just going to run out of energy and fall down. Mm. Like it's stressful to, to like some people like to look at hummingbirds because it's like oh look how cute they are and they're just like you know flittering about and drinking the nectar or whatever but it's like to me it their life is a living hell because they have to find enough sugar to keep that level of energy up at all times how is there that much out there in the wild it's uh i'm i'm always scared for them that they're just going to plop out of the sky but do they ever do that I'm sure. I'm sure it happens all the time. Do you think I'm more self-absorbed than you? No. I, well, I don't really. I don't, I don't have I a sense of my own level, you know. So I don't think of you as in relationship to my own self-absorption. Sometimes I, sometimes I go around thinking I'm not, and then, um, or rather, it's impossible not to have a sense of being extremely self-absorbed when you're in a relationship. <laughs> Because I am constantly being reminded of how, like, oh, wait, I'm forgetting to do this for this person. I was distracted. Or I was, you know, like, up in my head. Or I'm worried about this and I'm not being present or I'm not listening. You know? So I've become very aware of how self-absorbed I am. Usually it's just a product of being, like, overly um, stressed and worried about things. Mm -hmm. Which is what I think it is for you. I don't think it's like a, a, a personality disorder. I think it's just like you have a lot on your mind, a lot on your plate, you know, things, yeah. that are, th- things that are on your mind. Well, yes. But it's not a like an empathy it's thing me or and a the caring. Ki- it's me and the kids. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you're not caring, but it's like... Like my brain is constantly... I think... And well, now we're getting into shit. I think that when you say, yes, I might be a bit... You're talking about mean. You're talking about not feel. You're talking about feeling like I'm not thinking about you because I don't think you would say that I'm not thinking about the kids. Not at all, and I'm not right. even thinking that you don't think about me. I'm just thinking like we are all. I think modern life makes us all more self-absorbed than it's healthy to be. Yeah. So, you know. You'll you won't meet a person who isn't going to be like in the red a little bit on that scale. Are you That's talking all about social media? Because of social no, no, media. no, no, no. But social media is a whole other matter. I'm just saying in general, we're all like stressed all the fucking time. Now right. it's interesting. Like this whole time might be changing that. Like we might be more yeah. mindful and present with each other. No, the whole like social media thing is is just a different. I don't consider that selfishness so much as it's like a you know, uh, just a major distraction, a a very um, magnetic distraction. 
you know so, so yeah so it's like sometimes i'll just get into a, a an instagram hole and i can't tear myself away it's like a compulsion you know and so i guess that's self it's not really self-absorption it's more just like a you know it's like an attention thief mm-hmm. you know so anyway uh that's that daniel i feel like this was a solid episode yeah like i give it a, a solid b minus c plus no <laughs> just kidding. b plus a minus b b plus i really don't know i don't know are we grading it on a curve see now i think you're being serious what do you what i was kidding i was kidding i was serious <laughs> i feel like it's a, look it's not it's not an a plus well no but maybe an a minus i gave it a minus b plus and then i i then you knocked it down it. You yeah a it. little bit but look i it's it's malleable is it because i've been doing this whole thing naked no that helped it <laughs> Uh, you guys, thank mm. you so much for listening. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, I've been putting the video from episodes up there. So go check that out. There's not video for this one, uh, because Daniel was naked, but all sorts of fun stuff. Don't blame me. That's why that's though. what the people keep wanting. You didn't that's what everything's... they're saying. The people are saying they want more nude quants, more politics, more nude quants. <sighs> I can't, I can't give you guys what you want right now. Daniel, where should we go to listen to you talk about politics? Oh, man. Listen, if you love Joe Biden, uh, I am the number one Joe Biden fan site on Twitter, at uh, Daniel Quants. I flirted with the idea of doing Twitch back at the first week of this whole coronavirus thing because I thought, hey, I might have a little time. Guess what? You don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But I do want to start doing Instagram Live. I've been... Maybe, maybe. I don't know. What time do you think it is right now? 12. 12.06. Yeah. Yeah. We started late. We have to do this after the kids go to sleep. It's it's. Late. But to a person who has like a... Yes. And for many people, that'd be like 8 p.m. Yeah. Elliot goes to sleep. He late. just goes to bed late. But he sleeps in. He slept in today. I don't yeah. know. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, you guys. It's a whole thing. Um. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Listen to my other podcast, Childish. Uh, chi- video from Childish is up on YouTube. YouTube dot com slash Allison Rosen, and I'm putting other stuff on um YouTube now. As We're well. gonna get Daniel's that YouTube intro. going. We're gonna get it going, you guys. I, we got ideas. We have. Oh my god! If we could eat ideas, I would eat them on the toilet. <laughs> Okay, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. 